In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. Steven has like the seducer 9000 over there on his phone. He can set the mood lighting in the studio. Seducer 9000. Instead of using it on women, he's using it on me and you. I'm not the one who poured (laughs) cocktails. So we're drinking uh, vodka Red Bulls out of the Bubbles glasses. Thanks, ladies. That's right, Bubble. You hear that? That's how you party in the studio. So, you know, they got the good old Lost Ogle Bump. It was kind of cool. Yeah, the Lost Ogle's been doing their podcast features. Which is interesting because he's never really done podcast features before. He's never he's never kind of stepped into the realm of talking about the world of podcasting in Oklahoma City. He's you know, always been an obscure local blog. Obscure? That's what he calls himself. Yeah, right? Is that what, what Patrick is. refers to himself? Yeah. Local satire. There is a... Uh, regulars that comment on his articles and I love seeing the handles that people give themselves and <laughs> one of them is Emily Sutton Skidmark. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. That's one of the guys that frequently comments on the on the actual articles, not like on the Facebook. And it's probably post, Emily Sutton's husband. <laughs> I love that. Emily Sutton Skidmark. He's the only one who gets to see those skid marks that I know of. I would assume he does. Unless you have. So, I've never heard so this is going to be another task to see if people listen because he hasn't included us yet on his uh, on his right? list. There was another there was another list that came. Out. There's somebody. There's a local person that has a Hamilton podcast. What? Um, see Can I you do an entire see. podcast about Hamilton? Oh my god! Well, I guess they made an entire uh, people do entire podcasts about. All, like, that's true. There's still an active West Wing podcast. Is what? it really? I'm pretty sure. Well, can we start a whole podcast based around episode two of season two of Twin Peaks? <laughs> Just do a podcast about you know that. What? You know what? Probably because with Showtime bringing it back, and if you're going to have something that's that specific yeah. of a podcast, why not do Twin Peaks? Well, so my theory, I think it was your theory too, was Patrick is doing this review of podcasts because can we open the future to hear a podcast from the Lost he, Ogle? He says something about that in the first I know, article. we've brought it up to him before. Well, and he said something in the article like, yeah, maybe this will one day turn into it. I don't know how a, an article about podcasts turn into a podcast, but. Well, no, not that that'll turn into a podcast, but then maybe the very last article will be. And now introducing Oklahoma City's newest podcast, The Lost oh, yeah. Ogle, with uh, Patrick Spencer and whoever else they want to well, have on there. I'd listen to it. I would. I would absolutely listen to it. Those guys could pull off a pretty great comedy podcast. I mean, everybody goes and sees them at uh, the Lost Ogle Trivia Games at the Speakeasy, and I think they still do it at Buffalo Wild Wings up on mm-hmm. Northwest Expressway. Yep. So they are they are guys who are prime for doing uh, Oklahoma City's premier comedy podcast. And I think uh, we've got room well, for that's it. That's not necessarily true, because there are other guys, I think, that are primed to do a pretty serious comedy podcast. There are. I don't want a serious comedy podcast. <laughs> serious comedy podcast. Well, that's kind of how we describe ourselves. And well, not comedy, but 
Seriously oh. irreverent, right? Hasn't that been Seriously a, I think that's what we're doing right now is we're being irreverent. Wait, yeah, we don't even have a guest today. Seriously irreverent. The, the guest is this empty couch to the right of me. Well, in here pretty soon, there's going to be the uh, Tower Studio concert series happening in here. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah, all exciting. of this works makes sense. Yeah. It's like the big grand payoff. Yeah, because yeah, we're sitting on a nice stage now. Stephen had Tim come in and build this stage that the couch sits upon now that's flanked by these black curtains and there's spotlights. and Shout out to Tim Selby of yeah. Selby Woodworking. You have, you have enjoyed his craft, whether you know it or not. That's true. I have. He built all the tables in the bunker club. Oh, yep. wow. For example. And then his uh, girlfriend, Natalie, she did the. That's right. The Tower yeah, Theater drawing that's in line with that uh, series that she did with everything from Pizzeria Gusto to the pump. And yeah, those are fantastic. None, none of that yawning. That's why you have the Red Bull there. Well, right? yeah, I'm going to barely touch that Red Bull. Then we walked in here looking for something to drink and was bemoaning the fact that we're, the fridge is out of beer. And the only thing we could find. Man, you haven't a, bemoaned in a while. Yeah, let's Dude, I bemoaned all the time. Should have heard me at work today. <laughs> bitch, 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 bitch. No, just using the word bemoan. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But to our luck, there was the vodka and Red Bull. So yeah. let's hope this will kick it up a notch. Yeah, yet the Red Bull's yet another thing. I do not know how it wound up in the fridge. Like this what fridge, is, this fridge manifests things from time to time <laughs> and nobody takes credit for them. Like, it's like the, it's like the fridge of Narnia, the fridge of holding. There's all kinds of stuff buried in there. There's no telling what's going to be in there. Anytime you open it, there's some, there's a random, uh, white styrofoam container in there. Should we get it out and eat it? That is probably some leftovers from Chad. You need to start putting signs on there that this fridge will be cleaned out every Friday at yeah. four. <laughs> I really do because sometimes you open in there like, ah, that big truck bag has been in there for two weeks. That case has got to be hard as a rock in there. Yeah. And if there's <laughs> chips in there, they're definitely stale. There's a lot of people that come through here these days. Probably not as many as you think. But yeah, more so than there have been, I guess, in the past. Yeah, more than, uh, more than when we first started coming in here. So what's coming up? Uh, specifically? Yeah. What's the next thing coming up that we're all going to get to do? Uh, define we all. Um, I don't know. What's it? We're in it. We're in April. So I know I just saw the first, um, announcement for the 48 hour meet and greet. Yes. Yes. 48 hour film. Yes. No, we still haven't heard back from them folks at dead center, whether or not (laughs) our short film made it in. We'll but hear. we're going to make another one. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. We well, have that to look forward to. I did hear that. I think they've made the selections or at least have made it far enough that they have an idea about how the scheduling is going to work this year. Well, all of my begging a year ago still. <laughs> I don't know. Still probably work. Not. Probably not. <laughs> and the fact that uh, it's a showcase of Oklahoma City, man. Who doesn't want to see a lady running across all the yeah. cool features that. You can do in Oklahoma City on a summer well, come, Saturday. Come May 1st, you will either get to experience, nothing depends on this, because it will have been rejected from Dead Center. We'll, That's the name we'll, of our we'll, film. Well, either way, nothing you're going to get to see it. And we'll release it. Or you'll get to know at least that there's a date in the near future that you'll get to see it. Right. I'm hoping that uh, Gary Buse will come watch it with me. <laughs> That could happen. So that's that's coming up May twentieth. Gary yeah. Busey is the is very the Gary Busey gay, gay, gala. May twentieth, the May very 20th. Gary Busey gala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gala, the uh, gala. gala. He is the Dead Center gala. Icon Award winner this year. 
Yeah. That's exciting. And yeah. uh, we've, got to, we've got to hang out with the past couple of Icon Award winners, but uh, I don't know if that, he's going to be at the... Will he be at the festival? Will he be at the festival? He will be at the gala. At the gala. Well, uh, the gala is on May 20th, but will he be at the film festival June 8th I don't 11th? have that information. Do you know anybody who would? I, they probably won't make promises. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody makes good promises anymore. <clears throat> no, I'm beginning to learn that, like, you know, I learned this thing a while back about talking about something before you've worked on it or done it. And it, it jinxes it. It jinxes it because there was, a, was an article I read and it was a scientific approach to this concept. Because what it does is by talking about something, one, it spoils it and you talk and you run the risk of making a promise you can't keep and all that jazz. But two, internally, you get a minute version of the satisfaction that you get when you yeah. actually accomplish the task. That's true. And so basically every time you talk about it, you get like just a little bit of that release. And like, if you talk about it too much, you basically, you kind of get the feeling that you've already done it. So why should I continue to do this? Yeah. You already got the satisfaction of having done it without having done it. Well, that's so, why I think writing things down and then just starting to work on them is the best way mm -hmm. to accomplish a great idea. So should we start kind of writing down, a wish list of things we want to happen at Dead Center and start working on them. Yeah, well, I mean, you remember we when we started the show, we wrote a list of all holy the people we wanted to talk to, and we went back to that list like a year later. I'm like, holy crap, we basically finished the list. Well, do you want, but do you remember list. the very first thing that we said before the list, though? We sat down and wrote up a what if we had some kind of hand in running the Tower Theater. You guys started writing a Tower Theater proposal, like in, didn't you? Like in 2014. Yes. Yeah, right. Man, we can go <laughs> yeah. pull it up right now in the Google yeah. Drive. You guys were right putting together a proposal. And now Steven has done that. <laughs> I didn't have a hand in it, but it's... Uh, I mean, all of these things played into they it. They all like, play in together. But yeah. That it's, it's weird to think back that even... We, we joked about so many things that we never thought would happen. And, you know, the, the idea of the podcast, like, well, that'll never work. Yeah, well, I, I never said that. It'll never, I never said that it would work. I was work. probably he, the naysayer. He's always the one that no, says that's that's true. I was always the naysayer. That'll never work. Oh, let's, what, what could we do even better than that? The Tower Theater. And now you're doing that. What else can we write down? What else, that's, what, that's, what what's what's next? Let's what's keep next? dreaming bigger. We've, what do well, we do now? I've fulfilled all the lists at this point. So what else do you want? <laughs> all right. Let's start dreaming. What do we want? What do you want to well, see? You know what I, I think at this point in time, what it'll probably involve is uh, movies. Showing movies is in the it, theater. I mean, the, the, now that you have, you know, control over the Tower Theater itself, the dreams <clears> could <throat> revolve around that. But, I mean, I think if we put our minds to you well, put your mind to anything like the movies, the concerts, the comedy, we know that can all happen. I've got a handful of yeah. things. <laughs> right. Hold out your other hand. Let's fill that one up. <laughs> yeah. That's what my dad used to say. <laughs> See which fills up first. Yeah. But, no, like the current thing that's right now seems like a crazy thing to say out loud because it can't possibly be no, don't a thing. It. Well, it's already happened. I've, I've said that. I've said that about a million things. So that I'm, I'm putting, you know, we just talked about, if you talk about something, it jinx it. So you've got to like double jinx it to negate the jinx. Oh man, it's a coocher. But no, so the, we have these 35 millimeter, 70 millimeter projectors that are still in the tower. Original. And, one of the plans is to restore them and get them operational so that we can show film, like actual film. 
on a, some people think that's kind of crazy. Like, oh, what are you going to show? You're going to go back and show all these movies from the 70s, whatever, 60s, What's 50s. wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. But the reality of it is, too, if you paid attention to modern film, a lot of modern films are being released in well, 70 yeah, millimeter. I mean, definitely. You would, you would host the Quentin Tarantino road shows of right. whatever film of his mm-hmm. is out at the time. Well, and, and call up Quentin from the new Beverly and say, Hey, can I, can I get your print of Pulp <laughs> fiction over here for a weekend? Totally. Well, that's the other thing that somebody pointed out to me is like, you know, if you think about it, all of these 70 millimeter, 35 millimeter prints, a lot of them still exist and they're sitting in yep. bunkers just somewhere ready to be borrowed. Ready and somebody to be... just needs a place to play them. But the other important thing to note is that in modern times, a lot of really awesome movies have been released in 70 millimeter and beyond. Um, the, in fact, the um, I'm looking this up right now, which is why I'm hesitating to make sure I'm not speaking shit. Um, so what people don't know is that um, IMAX is actually a 70 millimeter variant. I did not know that. Well, so you're going to play Interstellar. So yeah, movies like Interstellar have, in fact, right here in 2014, the movie Interstellar, significant amount was shot in IMAX. Yes. Um, and so there was a 70 millimeter print that was released that toured around just like but everything else. I never heard of that being, did we hear about that being toured around when yes. the six times we saw it? Mm-hmm. Did we try to catch that somewhere? There Did are show? no 70 millimeter right. projectors Except in Oklahoma City. right behind me right now. Yeah. <laughs> but another big film that... Came there out. is one. It's just not operational. Another big film that came out a couple years ago that was also shot on analog and I think was released in 70 millimeter at the time was Star Wars. That's right. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So we could make us an assumption that the, the Last Jedi is going will have to. a 70 millimeter run. Mm-hmm. And being the only theater in the city that oh, could wow. potentially have 70 millimeter there projectors operating There's the dream. by December. <laughs> There's the dream. <laughs> I'm not saying this is going to happen, but I'm saying that the pieces of the puzzle are there. Imagine during Christmas holiday coming over to the Tower Theater to watch. Man, if we got the Last Jedi, if we got within the first month of its release, if we got that print, like so, give you some insight. The initial plan right now is that we mostly focus films in the balcony because. It's 264 seats in the balcony, and that is a lot of seats for a a movie. That's a lot of seats for a movie. If we seat the whole theater, it's 600-something estimated. We don't have an exact number yet. That's a ridiculous number of seats to sell to a film. It is. That's a party if you're showing (laughs) Star Wars. So, for example, on Friday, John and I went to the Oklahoma City Art Museum and saw the 4K... Donnie uh, Darko. Reprint, Donnie Darko. Uh, 50th anniversary of I'm Donnie Darko. I'm so upset that we missed that. That. That was great. There's that a, will look fantastic up in the balcony. And we will yeah, have to show Donnie Darko. Totally. totally. Uh, Fifth Element just yes. celebrated 15 years. And it has a sequel coming out? Not a sequel. Not a sequel, but a reboot? Uh, Luke, no. Not no, even no, no, a reboot? No, no. Not, what is not, it? It's just Luke Besson doing another crazy sci-fi movie. Oh. But the I read about this. So it's Valerian in the... City of a Thousand Planets or something like that is the name of it. Yeah. What I didn't know about this, it's based off a comic book, graphic novel from the 60s or 70s. And I guess some people say that, like, it is what stylistically influenced almost every major sci-fi movie we've ever had. Like, it, it's Even almost like... Blade like, Runner and It's Star almost Wars like and- they say that, like, Jodorowsky's Dune, like, influenced uh, all of that stuff. 
it's kind of the same thing. It's like this kind of the quiet graphic novel. Maybe it wasn't so quiet. I don't know. I'm not into graphic novels really, but that there are elements of it. And so the fact that Luke Besson is making it is like this big deal. Cause like, Oh, he's returning to the genre that like he defined of this. I forget what it's called, but somebody described it as like, I don't want to say campy, but like really just super stylized poppy sci-fi, like weird. Something that's really enjoyable to watch. And it's completely unique and stylistically it's its own thing. So I'm really excited about that. So yeah, I mean, from a film perspective, like I'm a a film buff. Before the dream of The Last Jedi could happen, there was already a dream that I think we mentioned in passing, but the Dark Tower at the Tower. Oh yeah. Is that a possibility? Uh, We're working on that. There's a big, it's a big thing about licensing films. Yeah. When you're talking about this. So if we're talking about digital, because that's the easy way to license now, there's a lot of weird things and sometimes you just can't do it because it's like something I learned about car dealerships recently. Like there's sometimes there are areas that certain people are in and like they won't, if you know, like AMC and Tinseltown, all these things have these markets that like they may not give a smaller theater. I don't know. Plus, you have to have certain equipment, so we're trying to figure all that out. But yeah, yeah. that all goes away. The reason that that's significant about the film is that all kind of goes away with the film because they're so limited in the places that can show film. Well, I mean, it, the idea of that 70-millimeter projector getting completely refurbished and it being the only one in Oklahoma City, it would make Oklahoma City's 70-millimeter theater in a required stop on any film on a tour of 70-millimeter film. Pretty much. It would have to come here. Yeah, I mean, and you, you mentioned Quint, uh, Tarantino. And the new I mean, Beverly, like everything a, he shows we're there? We're in a historic movie house that has restored projectors. Like, that is Tarantino written all over. Yeah. It. Like, I mean, just Tarantino Rodriguez fest. Oh, totally. Every weekend. Every weekend. Yeah, I mean, film is an exciting part about this. That's that, probably what I'm most excited about. Yeah, the because concerts. Because I, I know the concert scene is big, but I feel like the concert scene... I don't know. I might speak out of turn here, but I'm just going to speak from my perspective. Like the stuff that I want to see in concert, I want to see all my old favorite bands from the nineties revived going on tour. But what a real local music scene needs are all the current bands for the younger generations to come through and come fill these seats. Yeah. So what excites me as an older guy is the film that will come through here because you can show older films in these little balconies and I would go to one every night if I could. That would be an amazing feature of this theater to have weeknight showings of some of your favorite old classics. Yeah. Well, I think as, one of those many nights a week as we can reasonably do it. Rocky Horror with, Picture Show. With um, the. Um, That's a full theater screen. The reboot of MSTK 3000. Yeah. We've been talking about having showings of movies where this would be the instance you can come into the theater and you can talk during the show y'all stuff i love that idea like this yeah come in and show an old movie or show a classic that you know the fans of have memorized like i have breakfast club you can shout the lines out say all right we're gonna do a showing of breakfast club and in this showing we um we encourage you to talk during the film Talk about it. Quote the lines with it. So if that kind of thing bothers you, this particular showing isn't for you. Let's doing showings of a classic film to allow people the just the one time, the one freedom to geek out loud in front of your favorite film in a theater and do it for that purpose and advertise it as that. 
quick disclaimer that from this point on, anything I say is not a promise or a plan yeah. as much as it is a speculation. Let's just because at this love, point I'm now can we just brainstorm? But and at this point I'm now I, I'm now speaking as an authority on the subject, and I'm going to backtrack and say this is not me as an authority on the Tower Theater. This is me as a fan of the kind Let's of things geek. that could be fun. So geek out. So you mentioned Breakfast Club. What if what if we did a Breakfast Club for Breakfast Club? Yes. We bring in a local restaurant and they serve breakfast. Yeah. During Breakfast Club, and how? Or you, I realize uh, that's taking the do, whole idea. Do out of context, uh, do brunch club during Breakfast Club? Do like a brunch <laughs> yeah. showing of Breakfast Club? <clears throat> serve mimosas and come in and just say every well, one of your favorite the lines. The cool along thing about it. the location here, Twenty Third Street, is you know we don't people like have said. I'm going to jump back onto being the authority for a second. <laughs> people have said that like oh they just need to get Alamo Draft House, take over the tower, just do the Alamo Draft House. That's what we want. That's what we need. That'd be cool. There's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. But the reality is the facility here doesn't warrant that, doesn't doesn't allow that because we could not build a kitchen. Now, we could have built a kitchen in one of the many retail spaces. There's but still then, a space left. No, there's not. Oh. Um, or maybe there's not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. You said you were speaking on authority. Yeah. So. Um, but, but think about it like this. If we had put a kitchen in for the tower, we may not have had the Bunker Club. And we want the Bunker Club. Or we may not have had Scotty's Deli. And we want that. Or and we, we may Urban. not have had Urban. Or we may not have had whatever potential future thing is going to go into Which the final space. Which you clearly cannot say right now. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> final space. <clears throat> um, so How instead of, fill instead these of empty us, spaces? Instead of us putting a kitchen into one of those spaces and then serving the standard movie restaurant fare of pizzas and hot dogs and hamburgers and blah, which blah, I love, blah, 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 which is great. But instead of doing that, we now have three potential restaurants connected to the building. Yeah. Not to mention we're on 23rd street. So you've got the Drake across the street. You've got Cheevers right up the street. You've got Gaiutis. You got big Gaiutis. truck tacos. You got pump. You got the Thai house chicken beer. You got Thai house. You've got all these wonderful things. You got Taco Bell if you want it. Yeah. So instead, and again, now this I'm going to go back to speaking off authority because I'm not saying this is a thing yet. That taco burrito wasn't very good. No, the taco burrito wasn't very good. <laughs> but um, you know, I tried it. You know, wasn't it cooler to allow local food into your establishment? Mm-hmm. So you're going to come see a movie and you want to eat with it? Go stop a big truck. Get, so can get I? A couple tacos. So you're saying I could go and get some? I'm not some saying urbans? you can do any of this. Now we're geeking out. We let's we're disclaimer. Ge- I told these are geeking out ideas. Yes, but yeah, the idea is yeah, go to Urban. Get a couple buns, swing through Scotty's Deli, get yourself a, a Reuben. This will be one of those instances where outside food and drink is encouraged. Uh, drink, probably not so much. Outside food is encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me kind of give some background on, on why um, I kind of wanted to explore that idea of talking during a movie is you do have um, MST3K. Being revived. The reason why that's funny is because what do they do? They talk during the film. But it's it's and four it's, it's characters. It is. It is. But the whole point of going to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show these days is to participate in the film. Okay, well then let's well, refine this. Let's so, hold on. Let's in Darnie Darko, when we went and saw Darnie Darko, what I could just sense me and everybody wanting to do is to quote the movie along with it. Right. Because everybody in there, except for a few people I heard saying they never heard it before, 
we want to participate in that film now. It's 15 years old. Spoilers be damned. You've had 15 years to watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, fuck you. I want to come in here and participate in this movie. And uh, there's a gratification, there's a pleasure in doing that. Yeah, I mean. I'm, everybody listening right now has a favorite movie that they would love to do that to. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about Fifth Element. Or I could probably quote that whole freaking movie. Um, not to mention you're talking about dressing up. Not to mention you're talking yes. about all kinds of weird interactions. Or doing some interesting programming that goes along with it. Or, you know, this is something actually the Warren even does. But even doing, like, cocktail specials themed around the movie. Doing well, and, and there's a, the number <clears throat> one film for doing that. Big Lebowski. You come see Big Lebowski on a Friday night and you drink white Russians all night. No, I mean, I think these ideas are all very reasonable. I mean, going back to the authority here, like we have to do some research and right. figure out if anything that we're talking about causes a problem. In yeah. Some way. So let's take a thousand geeky ideas, throw them against the wall and take the one that sticks. That's the most feasible. Yeah. When you got to have a thousand ideas the reality, first to as, find the one As a business one. owner and operator of this establishment, like if I'm going to do a movie on – Say what is today? Monday is night. Monday night. I'm gonna do a Monday night movie, and I need to make the most out of it in terms of revenue. As a this will have we'll have a bar. <clears throat> I need to sell you drinks. Yes. I need to encourage and you I to buy drinks. And if I'm gonna go see an old movie on Monday night, I want a drink. Right, but it also too, if you're forced to be quiet like a normal movie theater, then you're gonna be like, well, I'm gonna get all. I'm not gonna get all. Rah, rah, rah. I'm going to just be boring. Let's get rowdy. So, you know, maybe there's some sort of thing where, you, like you're saying, you show some classic films or some B-rate films or something that doesn't require the most rapt attention. And you encourage people yeah. not to be belligerently drunk, but, well, no, but, but what to you're have a good time. Is you're going to market that Monday night showing to the 200 geeks in the city who would come right. out for that? Who, and there are probably who about 200. 20 of at least wandered over to the pump tonight to do karaoke because they're bored and they want to have a few drinks and interact with something they're familiar with. Holy shit, are you case, kidding me? They're playing Die Hard tonight at 8 o'clock in the back of the tower? Let's fucking go. Right. <laughs> Fight Club? Yeah, let's do it. What's the cocktail special tonight? The Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> It's it's just three shots of whiskey. <laughs> um, Jack's perturbed, old fashioned. You know, for fight, just yeah. make up something, whatever. We, we're going to get Fight Club on film and splice in more porn. Yes, <laughs> as a tribute to what Tower Theater <laughs> yeah, was at one time. Era of that is, that is a tribute to the Tower Theater's porn era. So, yeah, I, mean, I want it. I want to. I want a space where. What am I? Generation X. Like Generation X is one of the first generations that just consumed pop culture in mass quantity, and now feed it back to me, give it back to me. Let me relive it. Let me relive all that familiarity and just indulge in it. Would you? This is. I'm just totally spitballing now. Would you? come to see simply a recorded segment of MTV. Yeah. Like classic, just yeah, come I in would. on Monday nights, Absolutely. it's MTV Mondays, and, what you can, and it's just two hours well, what of you can do is MTV. 
Oh, uh, new new music used to come out on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. and MTV had. There was a particular time when MTV would show new videos. Like yeah. tonight, we have the newest Madonna video, the newest Bon Jovi video, and the first video of this new band called Nirvana. You know, something yeah. like that. And like that's what we're going to be showing tonight. <clears throat> and you can watch this segment of it. Yeah, I do that. I do that in roller skates. I time it so that about halfway through it transitioned to liquid television because that was my jam. Beavis and Butthead Marathon. Some Aeon Flux. (laughs) Indulge us in our pop culture love. Well, that's the kind of thing that I think is interesting about a completely independent venue regardless of this is music or movies is that's what makes i mean alamo draft house is on the verge of not being independent anymore because they're become a franchise uh, but they're still just alamo draft house it's not like amc went in and bought out alamo draft house at least not that i'm aware of um but it's why circle cinema in tulsa for example like there's so much interesting stuff that goes on up there i've been paying a lot of attention to that lately you know just following them on facebook and they do that kind of stuff they have a Thing they call the graveyard shift. I don't know if it's every week or every night, but like ten o'clock they start showing just like a back to like a double feature of just whatever themed. And then like once a month or once a quarter or something, they do a lock-in oh type God. deal where they actually like overnight. There's like six films or something that plays from like ten p.m. to like five a.m. or something like that. Well, with with <clears throat> it's re. Um, With it coming back here on Showtime, Twin Peaks, one of the things that Twin Peaks fans used to do was they would stage Twin Peaks lock-ins. And they would watch all of the first and second seasons in Twin Peaks Walk With Me all at the same time. And the total runtime was like 28 hours. And they would watch it all. And they would just have constant donuts and coffee and cherry pie. And you would just eat and drink all of that. And watch 28 hours for the See, weeks. like, I mean, you know, Game of Thrones comes back in July. Like, let's do a Game of Thrones marathon leading but up to the season premiere. Like, all Lord of the Rings. I don't have 12 days to. <laughs> all right, be all, here. all the Matrixes. <laughs> That's about six days. <laughs> <laughs> Including the anime of the Matrix. Animatrix was the best part. Yeah. I actually like the Matrix as a whole. It's so, weird, but I liked it. What else is coming up? The Paseo Arts Festival. Memorial and the Arts King. Festival. And the Arts Festival. That's and the Norman sooner. Music Festival. And the Norman Music Festival. Have we heard of any of the, Have we heard from any of those cats yet? We'll be talking to someone from the uh, Arts Council. We've got the Arts Council coming. Oh, we got coming someone from the Arts week. Council coming. That's yeah. right. Uh, Norman Music Fest. I have not heard from anybody. anybody heard from but, Bowie? Uh, I mean, I have crossed paths with her numerous occasions, but... I've been kind of busy. Are you yawning? Yeah, dude. I've been up for. I'm. Are you busy? Are you? You've been busy. Up early. Um, she's been pretty tied up too. I know. uh, Actually, Grounded Sounds had someone from Norman Music Fest. Okay. That episode, I think, is coming out this week. So they're doing a little helping out a little bit by carrying some of the load there's just too many things you know we're running into that all the time now we talked about this before but 
every single time it gets worse. There's so many things I happening. I saw something on the way to Byron's that I had heard nothing about. Um, as you're traveling north on Broadway toward Byron's. The pizza place. The pizza place. Oh, as, yeah. you, as, you, as you pass the speed trap on your right, right before you get to Byron's. I saw that. It's the Stone Sisters Stone pizza, Sister pizza buffet or something like that. Parlor or something. Yeah. What is that? Don't know. In fact, I drove past that myself and I saw it. And I meet, I almost veered off the road and got into a wreck because I was going to turn in to go there to eat. But then I saw the <laughs> sign that they weren't open. And it registered. I was like, ah. That's that's exactly what we need to do. So that's our fault that we, we should be telling people what that is right now. We should know. Right. We haven't. So we'll put that on our list of things we to We need to find out what that pizza place is. Because that, that's just the name of it sounds tempting. Stone Sisters. What else we got coming up? John, you seen anything on the radar? You're looking no. towards the black curtain at nothing. I mean, everything that we just mentioned. There's got to be something else. What are we missing? Uh, let's see. Arts Counts, Arts Festival, Paseo Arts Festival, Normal Music Festival, Dead Center's coming in June. Mm-hmm. Paseo Music Festival. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when does the concert series here start? May 5th. May 5th. That show is sold out, the May 5th show. The show after that, Matthew Logan Vasquez, is sold out. The show after that um, is Propaganda. There's a couple tickets left to that. Then Travis Linville sold out. Then Trish's. All right, let's pump that. Why should people come yes. see this Trisha's show? So, because no one seems to be buying tickets to that one. <laughs> it's not necessarily true. There are tickets well, being let sold me, to let it. Me, let me reiterate why I said people, that is because it's not sold out yet. So the, let's the, explain the, why you should come to this one. Trisha's is the slightly. So if you looked at the lineup, you can, if you have any sort of finger on any kind of pulse, you can probably figure out why we booked certain things. Uh, you know, Robert Ellis, if you don't know, I mean, he's up and coming. He's freaking awesome. Matthew Logan Vasquez from Delta Spirit. has been around forever. Huge. Propaganda, big uh, hip-hop um, from, started as in a Christian scene and um, has since kind of broken out into more secular. Travis Linville from Tulsa, local guy, freaking awesome. Uh, Murr's, Huge hip hop name, no question there. Bo Jennings, another local. David Ramirez, everybody knows. So Trisha's is the one that I don't think very many people know about, and rightfully so, they they shouldn't because she hasn't really gone anywhere yet. But uh, Chad Whitehead and I, and as we were working on all this and planning all this stuff, and before it had been announced, um, South by happened, and right. so we took a like just last minute jaunt to Austin on Thursday of that week. And the one thing that we knew we were going to do is that JB was playing a showcase. I think it was Thursday night and we knew we were going to go see that because there's a showcase. It was an official showcase and JB was playing. So we're like, of course we're going to go see JB and support our dude and all that stuff. 
Um, and so we get there, and I th- believe that Trisha's was on when we arrived, or she'd just gone on, or was just getting ready to go on. I don't remember, but pretty much we caught her set, and we're just like, "This is awesome!" Like we have no idea who this girl is. She was a solo performer. She had sort of the loop station kind of concept going on. So she was making all of this music with her mouth and with different little synthesizers and looping. And she is, we found out later, I believe that she's from, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but she's from Belgium, but is of Indian descent. Um, So she's got this very ethnic kind of angle on her music. It's kind of poppy at the same time. It was just really interesting and really like, that was one of the things a couple other guys went on and then JB came on. And of course, when JB takes the stage, it's just like, it's like the guy should be the biggest hip hop sensation on the planet, but he's getting ready to play in Brooklyn. Yeah. <clears throat> he goes out of Oklahoma and he's a huge thing. And then comes here and it, and he struggles to, to do things. Not a surprise here. Right. So when we were booking this, we were, we had been exhausting a few options and we were, we really were trying to get a female presence on the bill. Like we probably contacted, and this isn't an exaggeration. I think we contacted somewhere around 25 female artists to try to book into this series and just could not like, it wasn't, there was a little bit of like, people don't know who we are, who are these people booking a weird little thing. And at the time, we weren't even really able to talk about the Tower Theater because um, things were still in private conversations. But we had started booking the series. Um, so we didn't really have a leg to stand on when it came to clout to book people. So we were sending all these emails, and half of them were like, eh, we're not interested, or so. And the other half just couldn't make dates work or whatever, like, you've got to book pretty far out and we weren't booking that far out to really get what you want. And so and it kind of struck us one day. We were like, wait a minute, we've been sitting here trying all these female artists, but Oh no. What happened was, um, I, we had signed up for her email list at the showcase and like one day in the middle of all this, I get the email from Trisha's email list saying, thanks for visiting my South by Southwest panel, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, Let's Wait, ask her. we liked this. We, you know, she's up and coming. We found her at South by let's just email her and boom, emailed her. Yes, it worked. Everything's great. Um, so it's not to say that she was a last minute or anything like that, or we settled or any of that kind of stuff, because it really is not the truth. I mean, like when I got the email, Chad and I were both like, geez, why did we not like think about that before? It was just in the heat of it. You know, we were going for all the things we knew. So that was, we also ended up really liking it because it's an opportunity to experiment with something and bring something into Oklahoma City that has literally never been here before. Like a lot of these other acts have played at one time or another through the city. Um, maybe not, I don't think Robert Ellis has. I'm not sure about that. David Ramirez has before. Matthew Logan Vasquez has before. Um, so this is a perfect experience or a perfect opportunity where if you want to come experience the Tower Studio, and some of the other shows are sold out, and you want to support something new that has never come here before, yeah. get a ticket to this show with <clears throat> Trish's. You know, um, there's been a lot of talk about the Oklahoma music scene lately due to 
the news about the tower and the separation from the previous operators and some other people voicing some opinions about what's wrong with the music scene and things like that. And the underlying thing that I think is true is we need to be better about being open-minded about things. We do. We can't just only go, and I'm not taking this as a knock on you, you can't just only go when Modest Mouse comes through. Or when Roger Waters goes to Tulsa. Or when Roger, you know, and I'm guilty of that. Like the I last, am coming to the Trisha show. last like six concerts I've been to, I think five have been either Roger Waters or Nine Inch Nails. Right. Like The only concerts I've been to here have been Modest Mouse and Roger Waters. And, you know, to a certain extent, that's because what I think is somewhat missing, and this is where I'm going to step out on a limb and like kind of put myself out there. Cause if I fail to follow up with this later, people can call me out on it. But the thing that's missing is you can, you can put Roger waters anywhere and people will buy the shit yep. out of it. You could put modest mouse anywhere. anywhere and people will buy the shit out of it. That's easy. What you can't do is put somebody like Trish's who nobody knows into a space and people buy the shit out of it. So it, what's missing there is, well, it has to be a place that people trust. It has to be a place that be a place that people know the experience they're going to get when they go there. And not to like knock on venues in the city because I think we do have some great ones, but we also have a bunch that don't try very hard. And that's definitely one of the, the things that we're working on here is to try extremely hard think about the details, think about the experience and then also program things that people want to see and listening to the community when they say, you know, I watch the internet blow up every time there's an article about the tower. And the first one was, you know, that tower had separated from the operators and everybody went into this whole tizzy and it was all of a sudden it was up in the air. What's going to happen? And then people start coming out of the woodwork and going, well, they should just show movies all the time. It should be an Alamo Draft House. And everybody else is like, no, it needs to be concerts. We need a concert menu like that. No, we need this. And, oh, they should just blah, blah, blah. And it's like you stop and go, well, if you just read this and you filter out any of the ego or anything else of it, people are sitting there telling you precisely what they want. What they want. What will, what will they fill this place for? Right. They will fill it for movies. And when you do it in an interesting way and it's not just going to buy a ticket at Penn Square Mall. They'll come to concerts, but on the flip side too, so it's up to us to make the venue and establish the experience, but then, you know, I'm going to call out everybody right now and say, we are not like sitting around waiting for things to happen. Like this is a full-time job. It has been for over a month now on top of other full-time jobs, on top of side projects, on top of Chad doing consulting work and other work and me doing side, I mean... You know, we are not sitting on our laurels here just hoping and waiting. And No, you're working your asses off. Working our asses off on the details of this. To make it a good venue. To make it a good venue and a good experience and to be able to service the community and what they want. And you are willing to listen to the community. So now, once we do this work and we get all this going, it's up to the community to literally put their money where their mouth yeah. is. Like, you, you want this place movies? to work. You right. better come. There's movies. You want great shows? All right. You better come. Now, out of the gate, we're going to get what we can get. Um, like I said, we're 
unknown in the industry. We're unknown to the agents. When people are routing tours, they don't think about Oklahoma City like they do other cities for a variety of reasons. One being a lot of the people that are hustling on tours are playing mid-level venues like this one. And there aren't many here. And the few that are here are just what they are. So it'll take a little while to really get some good stuff. Not saying we don't have good stuff on the horizon. We've some really cool stuff. But we want good stuff here in the town. Right. We have some really good stuff cooking for the fall. All if all things pan out the way they're supposed to. Um, but we'll also have some stuff that's just like, well, this is what we can get. And that's the other part too, is that it's going to be diverse. It's not just going to be modest mouse. Or Although I would love to see more Smash here. Or whatever. It's going to be some country. I'd like to see it's crackers here. Hip hop. It's going to be, who knows, whatever we can get that the market has interest in. Same thing with films. It's not just going to be sci-fi movies all night long because that's probably what I'd program in here. But it's going to be westerns. It's going to be weird B-rate movies. It's going to be stuff I've never seen before. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things I'm looking forward to is and I'll just come right out going full circle here is I've never actually watched breakfast club. Wow. Well, like wrong. have a John Hughes night, right? We're going to show three John, John Hughes, Hughes movies tonight. We're going to do breakfast club, 16 candles and Ferris Bueller's day off. Who wants to see that? Or all three home alone movies. <laughs> Not that he directed all three of them. I think he did the first two. But once we do start doing stuff, you need to come out here and fill these seats. Absolutely. Put your asses in these seats. Come see these movies. Come see these shows. Come see Trisha's here in the studio. When is that? When is the Trisha's show, by the way? Do you remember? Trisha's show. Hold on. I will pull it up for you right now. Trisha's show is June 1st. June 1st. And you can get tickets at? TowerTheaterOKC.com. And, and theater is spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. As it, as it should be. And how much are tickets? To Trisha's or all to the Trisha's. individual shows? To all just the individual shows are 20 bucks. Oh, no. $20 for an awesome concert. $20 to come in a very small, intimate room, be feet away from the artist. And reading a lot of the comments of some of the postings on Facebook, it seems that there's some people that are having a hard time separating the fact that it's not in the tower theater that it's in right. the tower studio because they make comments like, Oh, we should do this in the tower theater. It's like, you need to, you need to read a little more closely. This isn't in the tower theater, right? It's in the tower studio. And that'll become clear. Which is intimate. That'll become clearer in the very near future when we, cause people still don't fully understand what's going on in the theater. Um, and that's due, I believe to poor communication yep. for the last year or so. Um, and that is not the case. We are, we're, it may seem like we're not saying a lot right now and we aren't, but that's because again, going back to the thing we talked about at the very beginning of this is I'm not going to talk about something that I can't for sure guarantee you is going to happen. I'm not going to show you a picture or a rendering or a plan or talk about any specification without knowing that that's what's going to happen. Hey, like going down into the theater, I'm always curious about this when it was first opened, where was, where was the concession? Did they ever have like a regular concession stand down there? Cause they it seems super have. compact. Down you there. guys are also, projecting your movie going experience from the last well century, yeah so so how was it decade so, so are you saying have, that old movie theaters didn't have concessions so how so how would it have been set I'm up saying back then? in the historical photos i've seen of people sitting in chairs in this theater not a single one of them was holding a bag of so there may not have even necessarily been concessions during that time of movie going no 
It was a place where you would I mean, come I don't and- know that for sure, but I haven't seen photos of concession stands or people holding concessions or any of that kind of stuff. Because remember, back in the day, like, we take for granted movie-going experience now. Mm-hmm. And for the movie theater, the money is not in the showing of the film. It's in the, the studio makes all that money. Right. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's almost to the point of, like, I, I mean, I don't have an exact quote, but I did, I did get a, a, a spec on one of the other things. And it was, like, for an older film that had been out forever – they wanted at least 50% of the ticket sales, which is kind of an outrageous split. When mm-hmm. you're talking about first run stuff, from what I understand, like some theaters are lucky to get a dollar a seat. Like that does not pay a dollar a seat. That does not pay rent. That does not pay for the electricity or the air conditioning. So that's why concession stand prices are crazy like they are. And I think what happened over the, I mean, if I'm speculating here, but I think what happened over the decades is the studios got stronger and stronger and stronger and took more and more and more and more of the ticket sales. Capitalism. To the point where the theaters <laughs> had to monetize differently. Uh, so concession stands became a thing, became a necessity. Because like they need to sell you an $8 bucket of popcorn to keep the lights on in that place. So, uh, I mean, to a certain extent, concessions, we're exploring a lot of options for that right now. Um, we don't know the answer yet, but. But there will be some. We'll have bars. <laughs> there's, there's a bar. The bar back there looks pretty nice. Yeah. So you can at least get a beer and is it was there a nice a, glass of beer? No, I, glass I'm talking beer. about a glass of beer. Probably not a glass of beer, but um, a good beer. Solo cup. Uh, maybe a can. Okay. Or um, maybe like a. Podcast episode name branded glass that they can keep. <laughs> if you want to pay for those, I've been, they researching, can pay the, for those. I've been <laughs> researching the pricing of that. <laughs> Walk away with your bubble or wafty show. That actually glass. would be kind of cool. I give a tease of an exclusive we literally only talked about today, but I can't tell you more details than what I'm going to say, so don't ask. But we will be announcing the lineup. For the fall in the very near future at a oh, nice. very special event. A special event? A very special event. Why is it very special? Because it's going to be very special. Will there very. be special guests? <laughs> no, uh, very no. special guests. No, there won't be special guests. Uh, a lot of special information. There'll be some special things to drink. There'll be some special things to drink out of. Tower as as theater Will there be glasses? tower theater glasses? Uh, I, I just said he was looking into it. So <laughs> I told obviously you that I would not speculate further. That we'll have like maybe some painting of the tower theater sign on it. I'm speculating. Now. Oh man, a I'm collector's glass with that painting of Natalie's and on, on it. On one side is the tower theater. On the other <laughs> side is a picture of ET. Remember, like those old Burger King glasses back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> like the old smart. You get the there were the there was the Return of the Jedi. Burger King glasses. You remember yeah. those? Yep. That was pretty cool. Smurf glasses. <clears throat> the Steven Spielberg night. Oh, definitely. It's Steven Spielberg night. Like, start with Duel. Duel, E.T., and Close Encounters of the Third have Kind. You, have you ever seen... Do you know what Duel is? I don't know. It's what, uh, Stephen uh, King's... It's not Stephen, Stephen King. Spielberg's it's a Stephen Spielberg movie, movie. Where, where he made a movie about a... Guy driving out in the desert that cuts off a semi truck driver, and the semi truck driver road, road rages rage. on him, 
And the whole How long movie ago is this has this is no like, dialogue. Like late seventies, late seventies made for TV they movie by Steven Spielberg. Movie. Duel. They remade this exact same plot was done in a film not very long ago, where a dude in a truck was chasing somebody down in a car. Mm-hmm. Man, and it was intense too. It was. It was pretty, and then it was it was very Steven Spielbergish in terms of whenever they would show the semi truck, like the truck's windows were blacked out. You never saw the driver except for maybe like his arm sticking out of the window. Um, and it built up amazing tension. Like if you were a film teacher, it would be a perfect film to teach in a class on how to build suspense, even with something just as simple as a truck and a car out in the desert. And just the entire premise of this guy's being chased. Um, so, That's yeah, that would be a great movie. one to put in there. I guarantee you could find that on 70 millimeter. You can guarantee that? I guarantee it. You guarantee it, huh? Guarantee it. I look forward to seeing movies in here. I hope we get some comedy in here. I'd like to see uh, Dave Chappelle, Louis C.K., <laughs> those guys all come through here. Louis C.K. won't come here. What? He does his own. Because he sells out like 25,000 seat auditoriums like five nights in a row they in New York. Canes. How many seats is Canes? Like really, how big Not is Canes, Madison Square Garden? I mean, uh, what's the, Bra- the Brady? How many seats does Brady have? More than one. Well, I don't know. He, he, he sold out Madison Square Garden a couple of nights in a row. Yeah. Well, I mean, but Tignataro's why not? Coming. Just, just because you only sell a thousand tickets means you can't do it. What you know? It's the intimate performance. It's the once in a lifetime show. That one event that you always wish you could go to. I'm just saying, the, Louis the, C.K. books himself. Like the only way he plays here is if he calls us one day and just says, "Hey, I want to play the theater." Or we could kidnap him. That probably wouldn't work. <laughs> Yeah. Although he'd probably appreciate the, the ingenuity. He would think it's funny. Right? I'm about halfway through his Netflix special right now. Halfway? See, I, I don't think the new one's that great. And for you to only watch it halfway and not finish it? It's because I fell asleep. Right. I mean, if you're falling asleep. This, because. I'm maybe now he's this. already at the yeah, level don't get to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. Hey, we were talking about That's dreaming it. big. We're Don't back. ever stop dreaming big. <laughs> no idea is too crazy to explore. Right? Nope. Right? No. 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 Here's to the crazy ones. Here's to the crazy ones. Cheers. You've been listening Cheers. to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's awesome! That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. Woo! I'll be free.